This is DJ and PK, Utah's highest rated sports radio morning show for over 20 years. Ridiculously good. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai. Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Fly me to the moon. Nominate the youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com forward slash contest and listen every Thursday afternoon to JJ and Alex for the winner. Help us celebrate the efforts of those volunteers making an impact with the Hercules Hero of the Week, and it's sponsored by Hercules Credit Union. Well, let me tell you, man, I am walking among the stars this morning. I got Sarah on the other side of the glass. I got Riley Jensen to my left. And joining us now is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to come out of Culver City, Frankie D, Frank Dolce. Good morning, Frank. My man. Hey, it's always it's it's always great to it's always great to talk to you and it feels like the all-star cast for the show this week. I give you my Hercules Hero of the Week every week, <laughs> by the way, PK, for what, you, for what you have to deal with. Hey, Frank, when you're standing um, with Steve Sarkeesian in the El Camino Junior College Hall of Fame, I mean, do you guys just yuck it up yeah. a little bit there? Or, like, what, what, do you guys, what do you guys talk about? Yeah. I'd love to be a fly in the room there. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't divulge those. I mean, those are... <laughs> Come on, I'm a quarterback. Am I not part of the fraternity? I played JC. Definitely, definitely part of the fraternity, but it's not part of the secret. The ECC, the Warriors (laughs) of El Camino Community College. Yeah, Uh, I, I do, I do like the fact that I'm slightly taller than Sarkeesian. So I, I do. We talk about stuff like that. I mean, those are the, those are the. Hey Steve, did you notice <laughs> that I'm taller things. than you? Did you notice that? Yeah, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Hey, yeah. St- hey Steve or Sark, as we call him. You know, uh, what's your what? What do you what do you do? Do you CrossFit? What What's your uh, fitness <laughs> regimen? <laughs> that ten million like? Do you ever, makes, do you ever talk to him like you talk to me and say, "God, that's a nice little program you have over there, Steve." <laughs> I would say that, but it's Texas. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What What are you trying so, to say? I say stuff like, "Well, it, it it took a minute for you to get the giant back on track. Why Why did it take so long? <laughs> a couple seasons. You shouldn't have any. You shouldn't have any issues recruiting in in Texas. Hey, hey, Sark." What kind of checkbook do you have? Yeah, uh, there you go. $10 Use of, like, two cars, five country club memberships, tickets to the game. That guy's riding high. Careful, he might flip on you like he did on that guy, you know, just before the game started that was, like, trying to keep him back. He might might flip on you. Don't touch me. You know, I appreciate your love of El Camino quarterbacks, but let's not forget Todd Hans. Now, you may not know who Todd Hans was. I don't was. know Todd Hans. Yeah, well, Todd Hans came along in the uh, early 80s and was a quarterback when the Sun Devils played in the Fiesta Bowl, and he came from El Camino. So don't forget Todd yeah. Hans. Don't don't forget Todd Hans. Don't forget uh, Larry Larry Egger. Larry, Larry Egger, Egger was, was El, Camino El Camino as well? 
El Camino, and he played it. Uh, wow! Yeah. Uh, don't forget, don't forget Timmy Green, uh, the the lefty. Wasn't Larry um, Hager a lefty too? Yeah. Don't don't forget. Uh, don't forget. T- Timmy Green was maybe the. You should look him up. He writes children's books now. He was maybe the gritty, grittiest of all of them. Don't forget Dan Speltz. At one point, Danny Speltz uh, at at Fullerton had held the pass completion record in all of the NCAA, and and I I don't know if that has. In fact, maybe maybe Sarkeesian broke it when he was at BYU. I may uh, that may have been. So uh, you know, you just stack them up. You stack up the Warriors yeah. from El Camino. It's a quarterback factory. It feels like it. It was. It was when I was there. Feels I like it. Walked yeah. the uh, campus many yeah. times. Been in a beautiful co- uh, junior college stadium. Yeah, for a junior college, yeah. it's awesome. Well, I mean, isn't it's it in Orange County? No. Oh, it's not. It's no, in LA. It's, no, no, it's, it's, LA it's in Torrance. Yeah. You just seem so Orange County to me, Steve. You seem so Orange County to me, Frank. Pretty boys down there. We're in the South Bay, Frank and I. No, no, yeah, yeah. That's that is a level of bouge that we yeah. TK and I we don't no. we don't yeah yeah, we, yeah Saddleback we don't aspire to that. I mean, I mean we're ski. men of the people, <laughs> right? Those, those guys surf in the morning before practice. Yeah, down, we down work Saddleback. out. Yeah. Right. They'll guys surf in the morning in their in their pool in their man-made waves in their pools in their backyard. That's <laughs> right. how they surf in the morning. I in actually, North County. I actually <laughs> met the coach there back in like 2010, and and I I was down there with my youngest brother, and he'd literally just gotten off the beach, and and had been surfing yeah. that morning. There the head go. football coach. Well, why not? I guess you can. Yeah, he probably saw Todd Marinovich down there oh, too. Yeah. Ooh, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Frank, I do yeah. have a question for you. If I say yeah, the word, I, if That's I the say point. the word Frank, what comes to mind for you as an Italian? Like if if I yeah, no last name, no nothing. It's just Frank. Who is it? Yeah, I mean that's a guy that you can count on. That's a guy that <laughs> is a solid. I'm not talking about you, individual. I'm not talking about that's you. That's a guy. <laughs> That's a guy that you call in the middle of the night and you say, look, I need some help. And, and he doesn't show. <laughs> and, and he shows up. And he shows up. He doesn't ask any questions. He just shows up. He gets the job done. And, See, we were talking uh, about, and we were he's talking, reliable. We were talking about Frank Sinatra earlier, and PK was telling yeah. me you don't have to say the last name when you say Frank. But if I was talking about Frank Dolce, I would say Frank Dolce. But if I say Frank, that's just Frank Sinatra. Everybody knows. Is that true? I think that's mostly true in the Italian community, and they do that with entertainers. Aren't you Italian? Like so. <laughs> so there's Tony. So there's Tony yeah. in the Italian community. If you're Tony, you're Tony Bennett. If and if you're Dino, you know, then you're Dean Martin. And so they, they, they can do that a little bit in the Italian community. It's specific to the Italian community because outside of that, if you say Frank, you know, no, nobody's going to – not many people unless they're of that generation are going to say, oh, yeah, Frank Sinatra. And okay. If, if they you would say, say old Tony, blue eyes, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say Tony. And you have to say it like that too. It's not Tony. It's Tony. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Hey, Tony. 
pony. We were talking Big about uh, Zach Wilson getting his confidence rebuilt, and Steve Young and others are thinking he should go to the Rams and sit behind Stafford for a couple of years. What do you think of that? Well, I think he should sit behind somebody for a couple of years. Like I, Zach Wilson is has all of the talent in the world. Like he he should find his path in the NFL, but but it doesn't. I don't. I don't know if it's with the Jets. I would say that if you can, if you can play behind Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a different, different kind of character. But if you can play behind a guy like that and see how he prepares and what he does during a game and how he manages it and learn from those things, I think that's, I think that's a lesson that you. It's really hard to get you know, outside of being in the situation that, that Zach is in right now. So, and maybe, and maybe Aaron Rodgers shows you how to win with the Jets. But, but I certainly, I do, I do believe that uh, it, it's, that Zach Wilson needs a little bit of a year or two behind someone who's really good at being a quarterback. And I'm not just talking about being out, you know, running out on the field and having all the talent. I'm talking about all the other stuff that goes into being a really good quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, who knows? 90% of that may be, that's maybe too high, above the shoulders. And so I do believe that he, Zach Wilson needs to find himself in the right situation. Is he going to go to the Cleveland Browns and be successful? No. Like that doesn't that doesn't align. The Jets are a it's a very difficult organization. That was my first thought when when Zach Wilson got drafted there. Like, oh man, that's the that's the wrong situation. And then Aaron Rodgers went, and I thought, well, maybe now it's the right situation. And then he got hurt. So we'll, we'll see. But but I I tend to agree with that. Like, put him in a put him in a scenario where he can train behind someone a veteran. Who, who really knows how to prepare and play the position. What do you think what do you think Zach's strengths are? What do you what do you think his he athleticism. does? Right. Yeah. It's his it's his athleticism. Like he can he can find his way out of difficult situations on the field. Um he he has a good, he has really good arm strength. He he throws the ball well on the run. Um, he's deceptive. I mean, all all of his athletic traits are really good. And the thing that I think he needs to train he's like he so so he's kind of like the opposite of Peyton Manning, who I thought I mean outside of being physically imposing, like he didn't have all of the great physical traits. In fact. I always say I, I don't know if I ever saw him throw a spiral in the Ever. NFL. Like he always, right? He always threw this horrible wounded duck right to the receiver. <laughs> just perfect. It's true. Where, and and his his greatness was like he knew he had a great concept of what he wanted to do walking up to the line of scrimmage, and then he could adjust mentally on the fly to determine where he should go with the football before all of the other stuff could start affecting him. And so, like, it, I think if Zach Wilson could trend toward that, like the mental part of the game, with his athleticism, 
he he could be a very very prominent quarterback in the NFL. Frank Dolce, former youth quarterback, joining us. Spring ball is going to be starting here really soon for the Utes. What are you doing with Cam Rising in spring ball? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you just put him in bubble wrap. I don't know. You don't you don't let anybody touch him. Um, you just get him. You just get him. Uh, all you know, all the reps. He doesn't need to do anything physical. I mean, he doesn't need to take. Obviously, doesn't need to take any hits. He just needs to work on reps and get some timing back and work with the new guys and you know make sure he's healthy going into fall camp. So, so I would say based on Cam Rising's health history with Utah, I would spend a lot of time in the spring with whoever's going to be backing him up two, three, you know, whoever the two, three, four guys are on the roster, like those guys should be getting the most reps available. And Cam rising is just working on, you know, physical therapy. If he still needs it, timing and just a little bit of, you know, pass under pressure sort of stuff, but, but no contact, everybody else should be getting the reps. Do you think uh, Cam Rising plays in the NFL after this year? I his health history is going to be difficult to overcome, and so okay, I'll, I'd say this: if Cam Rising were to sustain an injury this, like a meaningful injury this year, and he lost time and he lost games. I would say it's unlikely. Right. Let's say he doesn't. To though. go into the NFL. Let's say he goes through the season. But if he has it, though, it'll be 26 goes, years old next year. Yeah. Turns 25 yeah, so he in May. Yeah, a shorter, shorter career. I mean, he's just more mature than everybody else. Like, I, I would say if he goes through healthy this year and puts up numbers similar to the numbers he's put up in the past, uh, then I think he has a shot, but 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 I've never, uh, you, you know, I I don't think I've ever in the past couple years at least considered Cam Rising a prof, uh, an NFL a real NFL prospect. I think he just has uh, some limitations, like in terms of grit and athleticism, and you know, figure out a way to get the job done. Like he's at the top. He's a ten. Um, arm strength. I think injuries have damaged his arm strength and it hasn't come back over the past couple years. And so I think that's, that's a little bit concerning above the shoulders. I think he's really good. Uh, But, but I think that, that the injury history like the arm strength issue, those are going to be limiting factors playing at the next level. Frank Dolce joining us. What do you think of uh, Zach's little brother, Isaac, uh, as far as, you know, not obviously this season, but down the line for the Utes? Yeah, super confident, very athletic, uh, underrated arm strength. Uh, he'll, he'll take a he'll, – he'll, he can fit the ball in tight windows. 
But I think the thing I, the the thing we'll have to be we'll see is the progression of Isaac Wilson to the next level. I'd like to see him put on a little weight. I think he's maybe slight for the position right now. Uh, he's had the he he's benefited from playing with the best kids in Utah high school football surrounding him, like you know up front. Right. Really good defense, great great scheme, athleticism all around him. Uh, and so he's probably been able to take some chances and get away with things that aren't likely to occur at the next level. And so I think that, that risk-taking and confidence, you have to maintain the confidence and – and and be more thoughtful at the next level about where you're putting the ball because the, the tight windows are even tighter and the speed to the ball is even greater. And now you're probably not playing with all of the best of the best. Like you're going to be facing guys who are equally or even better than or equal or better than athletic your, your athleticism that you have on your side, so I think that's going to be the interesting thing to watch how that how he proceeds and and he's in a really good situation too like to come in and be maybe he gets to sit a year behind Cam Rising and learn the way Cam Rising prepares for a game and plays a football game and that that could be super meaningful for Isaac but but I think this like. All of the potential is there. The sky is the limit, and and we'll just see. We'll just have to see how he progresses at at the next level when everything gets the, the pressure gets notched up just just a little bit more, and that that makes things, you know, significantly more difficult. Do you think um, what what happens with the other quarterbacks on the roster with Isaac coming in? And and is is there going to be more shuffling? I mean, I know we had a couple leave. Like, what do you, what do you think? What what is the best case scenario for Isaac? What's the worst case scenario for Isaac? Or the best case scenario for any other quarterback at the U? Yeah, the best case scenario for Isaac is that he comes in and performs well and finds himself in that two three spot and and also is given the opportunity to play some significant minutes throughout the year. Uh, I, I don't think the best-case scenario for, for him is to be a starter right away. Like if, if something were to happen to Cam Rising and, and, then, and then Wilson is thrown into the fire, I, I don't, I'm not sure I believe that's the, the best-case scenario. I think the best-case scenario for him is Get in there, make a good showing, back up Cam Rising, get some significant minutes for the year, and then really push for the job in you know sophomore sophomore kind of year. And so, but but I would say that for for any of the quarterbacks who are going to be behind Cam Rising, like that's that that that's going to be the real competition, and and that's where you get, you're going to be able to identify hopefully coming out of spring who what the what the depth chart looks like so so any any of the guys behind cam rising like that's your goal i'm going to be the next in line and i'm going to find a way to get myself minutes 
you know, during during the football season and obviously in spring and fall camp. Frank, we appreciate your time, and we look forward to talking to you as spring ball progresses and then over the summer and into next season. How about that? That that sounds amazing, but I do I do have, and I appreciate you guys calling me and having me on. It's always great to talk with you. I, I do have one question for, for Riley. <laughs> oh, no. I mean – I, I I appreciate and I respect your profes- profession, and I want you to, I mean, you're the guy who can look into the stars as a sports <laughs> astrologist. I'm not a sports and, astrologist. I don't know why you, you keep saying us, this. <laughs> maybe you can tell us. I mean, just tell us, what, what does it look like for Utah this fall? Listen, it's written in the stars, uh, okay, Frank, and we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> you're my guy all right you're just, my guy hey, Riley. Hey, hey, come over from the south bay listen, come over this week we'll we'll turn over some tarot cards and we'll talk about some astrology <laughs> yeah if you pull out that globe that that has the fog in it again oh. that that would be fascinating <laughs> that was that was a good time wasn't it frank <laughs> all right frank thanks yeah. for joining us you guys are the best all right that's frank dolce hear him on our air all the time Coming up, BYU starts practice in two days. We've got a hit on their quarterback situation and we're giving away jazz tickets right on the other side. So stay with us right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. years and still going strong utah's number one sports radio show for over two decades you're listening to dj and pk on 97.5 the ksl sports zone you make me feel so young. oh sarah you make me feel you so young <laughs> I feel like I usually make you feel old. No, you're playing Frank and make me feel so young. Oh, <laughs> why, why am I feeling uncomfortable right now? Because that's my role I'm, is to make Sarah and make Riley Jensen feel uncomfortable. Feel she uncomfortable. deals with it. She's been around me enough. <laughs> she just smiles and this rolls with it. <laughs> when she sits in, she knows if I don't make her feel uncomfortable, at least a couple times an hour. It's like, I I don't like her. Or if he, he tries to make me laugh, he makes a dad joke here and there. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. Yeah. You make me feel so young. Riley Jensen sitting in. And we got great news. We got jazz tickets coming up. Hit it. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you buy. Jazz Ticket Tuesday, 8:39:30. Caller 12 at 801-575-ZONE. 575-ZONE. Win a pair of tickets to see the Jazz and the Washington Wizards at Delta Center on March 4th. Utah Jazz Ticket Tuesdays are brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Learn and earn. The app paying your family to learn about money. UCCU. Love where you bank. 
You make me feel so young. Band of the day. Live Nation. Check them I, out. Frank I'm not, Sinatra. I'm not going to lie. Frank has me in a good mood this morning. Like, those songs give me in a good mood. Well, when I first told uh, Sarah that we'd go with Frank, she kind of looked at me and said, uh, okay. But, uh, you know, I mean, I knew with you coming in and having some Italian in the family that you would like Frank. It was all set up. You know, the, the, the battle in my family with Italian, Greek, and then I'm Scandinavian, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's better, the Vikings, the Greeks, or the Romans? That's the big fight in the family. Because I'm, I'm all about the Vikings. I'm all about my well, Viking heritage. And that's fine, but as uh, but, but my wife tries Italians, to tell my kids that we'll the Romans... we big A. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm... You know, the Vikings don't really stand. They they don't stand for that. Like they'll they'll put up a fight. You we will fight. <laughs> fight away, good man. Spring ball already. The Cougars starting on Thursday. All the better for the players. I I love with the new semester. Like when I was in when I was in college, it was like a quarter system, and then like halfway through, it switched to the semester system for me. Yeah. I love getting spring ball over with earlier. You know, and now with the indoor facilities at Utah State, BYU and Utah, I mean, you can get 10 of the 20 practices in before it's good weather because you can just go indoor. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, there's yeah. no reason to wait around. Let's get let's get spring ball over with. Let's figure out who's where and get rolling into the summer. Well, that's what we'll do, and BYU's got another quarterback situation. What do you think about us bringing in um, guys who just are one and done because they got it with Bohannon, they had it with Slovis, we're right back in the same situation? Yeah, I think um, I don't know that that's going to change anytime soon. I mean, if you feel like you can upgrade your quarterback room, it's the most important position Maybe in all of sport, football, football, the quarterback position is super important. And if you don't feel great about it, you've got to upgrade it. And if that's a one and done guy, okay, well, let's bring a one and done guy. But I mean, when this guy was at Baylor, yeah. man, when they played two years ago, was it that they played against him? Uh-huh. I thought he was phenomenal. Oh, he was I, that game. I thought they I blew thought, him off the field. I, yeah, I mean, he was a really good football player. Uh-huh. And so when when BYU brings in a quarterback, look, that's when when you talk to us former quarterbacks, when you talk to Frank, when you talk to me, I mean, if you really look at it, we're a little bit of an insecure bunch because it's even even before all this where you could bring in a guy that's a one and done. They were always trying to bring somebody in to take your place. Well, Part of the reason why you never come out of the game as a quarterback because you're hurt is because you don't want anybody else to get momentum. <laughs> like you don't even want to give them. You know, it's why you don't even like it. Like nowadays, everybody's like, "Oh well, we're going to give so and so a series in the end of the second quarter for this game," and you're like, "Why?" As a competitor, you don't yeah. want him on the field at all. You don't want fans. You don't want any pressures going on that say that you have to compete for your job anymore. You want to take it. You want to keep it. You don't want to come off the field. You don't want anybody thinking that somebody else is better than you. So even before all of this NIL 
this free transfer rules, all this kind of stuff. It was a competitive position. It's just heightened even more now because you're talking about you're talking about a professional sport where there's no free agency rules. So why wouldn't a team bring in a? Because I I wonder if you just go down the same rabbit hole year after year after year. Then because you're are you developing your own guys? What's wrong with your recruiting to where you're not feeling good about it? Now I well, think they do have a bit of a different situation because I do think they feel fairly good about Retzloff. He played in four games last year, so he retained his redshirt year, so he's got two years to go. I do. I think I. I think the other thing that coaches will always throw at you is that it's healthy to have competition. No question. I mean, I don't. I there's not. There was not a year. I started three years in college. I was never given the position until the fall after fall camp. Because in the name of competition, understood. You won right. it in September or late August, right? And I, I hated it as a quarterback. Now looking back on it, I can kind of see why coaches want to do it. It would have been nice though if one time that I got named as the starter and got to work with my receivers all year and got to like organize the workouts and all that kind of stuff. That would have been nice to to know that you're the man because there's some things that you can do as a leader on a team when when you're recognized as the man like Cam Rising can do things at the University of Utah that other quarterbacks can't that haven't been named. He can also buy things too. That's true. <laughs> he could buy a lot of things I couldn't buy in college. <laughs> right? But I'm I'm just saying as far as like his leadership position goes, as far as him like organizing those those non-mandatory workouts and making sure guys are there and getting after guys. There's things that you can do when you've kind of been crowned as the starter that you can't do when you haven't. And so, I I, I see both sides of the cone now as or, uh, of the coin as a former quarterback and now as a former coach. I can see why you want quarterbacks to stay hungry and stay competitive. I can also see why it would be really good for leadership reasons for a quarterback to be named early. I just wonder, these guys that come in, do they have, I don't know if I can go damage, but do they have baggage? Because if it was I think working, that's the old school thing. But if it was working for them, why would they leave? Money. We ain't getting it at BYU that you can't get it at other places. Well, now, they more said, than Central Florida. Kalani, Kalani said that he asked nothing about that, speaking of Bohannon. Well, it's because he didn't have to. <laughs> they were going to give it to him anyway? Yeah. Yeah, I get money, but did Slovis transfer for money? Yes. It wasn't at Pittsburgh, and what's well, his face? Pitt, uh, what's mean, the guy's name? Uh, was, Narduzzi just basically kicked him in the face on the way out. Right. It's both in his situation, but the money doesn't hurt. I, I get it. But can I argue that Slovis had a little bit of baggage? Oh, yeah. Especially if you're going to your third school. Yes. Now, at the same time, I don't criticize them for doing it because. Well, then why are you criticizing win- them this they year? They had a winning record with him as starting quarterback. The five games they won, he was the starter. And stands to reason, I don't know this, but if he would have been available those last four games, if they win one and go to a bowl, then the outlook is a lot different. You can argue it, I can't guarantee it. But I can argue it. So it's not like it was uh it didn't work. Yeah. Right? And he's got a shot to play in the NFL. Might so what's wrong with shot. them bringing one? I mean, it worked last year. Why can't they do it again? 
they can do it and they did do it. Right. But I just wonder if you then go next year, are you just going to keep doing well, that? Here's the, here's the thing. The thing that's tough about recruiting is, is, is you are a fantastic recruiter in college if two out of your four guys that you bring in are on the depth chart, on the top two depth chart. So, for example, if you're if you're a coach, and let's say that I, in in the next year I bring in eight recruits, and four of them end up being players on the two depth in their four year on the yeah, yeah. on the two deep during their four fifty percent. You're an unbelievable recruiter. If you hit one, if you hit two out of eight, you suck, and you're a terrible recruiter, and you're fired. And 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 if you're not a coordinator, that's kind of your job. Right. I mean, that's that's what your job is, is to bring in recruits. And so what people don't understand is there's a real fine line between being a really good recruiter and not. It's the difference between one out of four guys panning out and two out of four guys panning out. If you're 50%, people are like, dude, this guy's freaking rolling. He's bringing players in for us. Gotcha. You bring in one out of four, you suck. What is this guy doing? I don't know if he knows how to evaluate talent. Talent. I don't know if he knows how to bring guys in. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll hit that next. What should BYU be looking for? Spring ball as it gets underway on Thursday. Stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Utah's highest-rated sports radio morning show for over 20 years. Ridiculously good. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai. Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. JJ and Alex Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. at the 9th Annual Salt Lake Off-Road and Outdoor Expo Expo at the Mountain America Expo Center. Check out cool stuff and get great deals while getting in some off-road land use. Get your tickets at S-L-O-R-E-X. Slorex, I guess? S-L-O-R-E-X.com. S-L-O-R-E-X.com. Kids 12 and under are free. Riley, I don't like the way you look tonight. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but this is Frank, our band of the day. Glad you're here. Thanks for coming in and enjoying Frank. Sarah's a noodle about it. She don't like no Frank. I don't get what her deal is, man. I kids, like Frank. It just felt a little days. random when you first said it. I was like, oh, okay. And he said it so quickly. I It sounded like you were thinking about it. Irish Italian. What do, you, what do you want? But I knew Riley was coming in. And he has some uh, Italian. His kids have Italian blood. That's true. He don't, and I can tell you that. I mean, yeah. I, I can recognize an yeah. Italian a mile yeah. away. You can smell that. <laughs> Smoking just like an Italian. I'm so sick of Italian. I'm so sick of you Italians. Come on. Oh, I can tell you're not part of the family. You don't spray Windex on your knees. I don't oh, know what Greek. your deal that's is. <laughs> Frank is our band of the day. We do that. Live Nation. Yeah, going on. I, I do have to say, dude, 
Uh, do Italians ever see something as half full? Like, you know, is there any optimism in an Italian American? I think that uh, you know, for to me today, it's, the day's not going to suck that bad. <laughs> That's optimism. You know what? Today didn't suck, honey. <laughs> it sounds like my wife. How'd your day go? It didn't suck. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh, I had a great day. Check out what happened with our kid. You know, it didn't suck. Uh, okay. I get plenty of times where I hear everything about how bad it sucked. When you ask my mother, how's your day going? She always responds one word, lousy. <laughs> <laughs> lousy. Yeah. In fact, next time you see my wife, hey, say, in honor of your mother-in-law, how's your day going? And I guarantee, I guarantee. She'll say lousy. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait to see Jackie. I promise you she'll say that. <laughs> you can text her. My gosh. And uh, she'll always text her, hey, in honor of your mother-in-law, how's your day going? And I guarantee you that's how she'll respond. It's hard freaking work, so, man. I mean, yeah, you think the that positivity. I'm, you think I'm negative? The positivity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you positive or negative about BYU football? I'm positive about BYU football. Why? Well, because you, it's no different than the University of Utah. It took a couple years. It takes a couple years. They're going the right direction. They Something got, to be said for that. I will say this. There there are some recruits that are coming home from missions that that I know signed with BYU because of the Big 12. That was the tiebreaker. It was like, you know what? I can go to BYU, and it's going to be in the Big 12 when I get back from a mission. Yeah. There are some very, very good players that – that BYU picked up because of the Big 12. Not just because of the BYU experience, not just because of what BYU is, and BYU has a great tradition, but that was the extra boost that got these players to, Makes sense. to the Big 12. And yeah. so I think you're going to start to see that. I think you're going to start to see some of those missionaries come home. I think you're going to start to see some of these, these high-profile players like make a difference in the program. I am the one thing that I'm, that I'm thinking about with BYU football that I really want to see – uh, I'm I'm really interested in the offensive line room with the new coach, with the players that are in that position. I think that's that's got to be a point of emphasis this year. That's got to be – they've got to start fast this year at that position, and they've got to establish their identity as what they're going to be as an offensive Does line. Does that mean group running really. the ball well? Yeah, Is that what I you're think, looking for? Yeah, just because it's so much easier to set everything else up when you can run the ball. No question. Yeah. It is. I mean, look, the modern game is about passing, but you got to be able to run the ball when you need to run the ball. And so you start with that base of, like, we're going to be smash mouth. We're going to punch it to you. We're going to be able to run the ball. We're going to be able to do those things. And then if all the other com- things come as a byproduct of that, then great. But you got to be able to get third and two. Yeah. And then Robbins was hurt early last year. He came on at the season. Would have been nice if he would have returned, but he's going to try his fortunes in the NFL. They got a bunch of guys coming back on the offensive line. Well, I think no they have linemen better. in the room. Like I, I do think that they have the talent to move the football on the ground in the Big 12. Uh, 
last year I felt I felt like they were just were behind it all year. Like they just didn't quite catch up right. at the offensive line. Yeah, it wasn't that they didn't play better towards the end of the year, but they didn't ever really catch up. I'd like to see them just start fast and start strong there this year. I can buy all that. I think it's imperative that they do that because I think it's an important year for them, whoever they have at quarterback, whether it's Retzloff or right. Bohannon, it doesn't really matter. Those guys need to be able to do what they get. They need to push people around a little bit, and they need to get some yards on the ground because I think I think the skill position guys, a receiver and tight end, will be fine. Yeah. Well, I, think they, I think they have guys that can play there. Right. And I, I – it's just so hard. It, it, like, there's so much about not being able to pin your ears back and just come after the quarterback. That when you have to respect the run game, it just changes the way a defense reacts to your offense. Yeah, it gives you those options from the offensive perspective. Okay, coming up next, we're going to go back into Riley Jensen's childhood. You guys remember Doug Richards? He played basketball at BYU. Well, his brother, you certainly remember his brother, Golden Richards. He passed last week, but, and he was one heck of a high school player and then played at the highest level in the highest game, and he caught a touchdown. And we'll have Golden Richards' brother talking about Golden and the greatness that was him with Doug Richards' brother. Stay with us. That's coming up next right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.